Welcome to another handsome episode of your favorite Star Wars podcast, The Mandalorian Man, where today, on a Saturday, yes, a day late, I just finished watching episode six of The Mandalorian, The Prisoner. And now, I am in my car with my puppy, and we are about to go to the pet store, so I thought... What a perfect time to podcast. This episode, was this the longest episode? 44 minutes or so? It only took me about two and a half hours to watch it, I feel like. Because, look, I'm going to be honest with you. My wife is not a fan of The Mandalorian. She doesn't care about Star Wars. She doesn't care about The Mandalorian. She's not, she doesn't, she's not a not fan. She doesn't hate it or anything. She just doesn't care. So when she needs to come into the room to tell me something, or if she wants to decide if we're going to be running errands. Or if she wants to decide, um, you know, or talk about how she needs to renew her license. Um, or a myriad of other things. Um, I need to hit the pause button, button because I'm not going to um, talk while the show's going on. I think it's disrespectful to my wife. And I also think it's disrespectful to the show. So, I pause it. I rewind it a little bit, and I watch some more. And some of these discussions are quick. Some of these, not so much. And I told her, I said, oh, I'm going to talk about how long this took to watch this episode, and I'm going to talk about why it took so long. And she was like, aw. And I was like, no, wait, wait, I don't, I don't think you understand. I'm not, I'm not talking about you know, how great it was to talk to my wife about whether or not, or what restaurant I should be getting a Christmas gift card for my brother. Um, ooh, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Ooh. Surprise! Um, but that's besides the point. Point is, I finished the episode, and it was a great episode. It was the Mandalorian meets the Bostonian. You might get that. Um, our, our our buddy Mando is uh, you know he's on the run. He's on the run. Uh, I'm thinking of an Iron Maiden song called "The Prisoner." I'm on the run. I kill to eat. I'm starving now, feeling dead on my feet. So Mando um, looks like he sent word to a buddy of his, a buddy that is runs um, mercenaries. You know, he kind of, they run jobs, mostly illegal, I'm guessing. And it seems like the Mando has uh, run with this guy in the past, a long time ago. And he's looking for shelter to hide a little bit. So his friend's like, look, you're always welcome here. And that is the great, I want to say, Mark Boone Jr., if I'm correct, uh, who you may know from such shows as The Last Man on Earth, uh, but most of all from Sons of Anarchy, uh, where he played Bobby Elvis, I believe was his name. It was Bobby, but he also was an Elvis impersonator. Um, and... This guy has big wild hair, and everything I've seen him, he has big wild hair. He was also um, in the, the 
in Patriot. If you've ever seen Patriot on Amazon, you know how great it is. If you haven't seen Patriot on Amazon, gosh damn it, go watch it right now. He was on that show for a little bit, too. Uh, and this is the way he looks. That's just his look. Big, huge, bushy hair, uh, big beard, and uh, just kind of a rough and gruff guy. And he runs this little outpost that, um, Jesus, guy, slow down, friggin' stupid son of a bee. Um, you know when cars try to pass you while you're taking a left? I mean, God, this guy was coming at me full force. Almost hit me right in the Kia. Um, so, where was I? Mark Boone. So this guy runs a mercenary ship, uh, like a little space station, that uh, Mando uh, was allowed to hang out with, to hang out in. But these things come at a cost. See, you're here, Mando. That's great. Um, but to get there, he obviously, he, he agreed to uh, work a job with him. Get a little money, hide a little bit. Uh, but here's the, here's the rub. The job uh, needs five people and a ship. We have four people, and now you are here, and you brought the ship. Mando was like, what? What you say, man? He didn't say it like that. He was like, I didn't include this. He goes, well, that's the way it's going to be. And let's meet the team. Dun, 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 dun. I always love seeing a team come together. And when you look at this team, you think, hmm, I don't think I trust any of them for good reason. The first person we meet is uh, our buddy Bill Burr. Now, if you know Bill Burr, um, you must have been like, wait, Bill Burr's in Star Wars now? Yes, he is. Stand-up comedian. Um, he's from Boston. And he had that Boston accent. You could see him say here. You could see him talk. He talks like me. Um, here and uh, Stormtrooper. You know, he said, I'm not no Stormtrooper. I was like, oh, my God. There is like a Boston accent in, in Star Wars. I love it. Um, so he is kind of the, the main. He's the boss. When because I want to say Ran or Raz, whatever Mark Boone's job name is, he's not going on the job. So this guy is kind of there in his place, and he whatever he says goes. Then we see a um, a devil dude. Now I think they called him a dev a devil devil Alorian or something devil. There's a, a like a species name with the word devil in it. I swear I heard that. Um, and I'm almost positive the devil was, like, in the original cantina, right? So that's what this guy is. And the voice, the face I didn't recognize under all the makeup, but the voice, I said, wait a second. So I did look it up. And, yep, that was Clancy Brown. You can come. Come on, you here first. Clancy Brown, the great Clancy Brown, you know, for many things. He's been a voice actor. He's been a, um, a, an actor with his face, such things as Highlander. Um, and I'm going to say Sleepy Hollow. Yes, he was on the TV show. And, of course, the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, always great to see him. And most of the time, you don't like him or trust him. But it's always great to see him. And then there was a Twi'lek woman. Yes, I was like, what is the name of that species? I have to know. I don't want to just say it's the species with the two giant, like, flesh horns coming out of her head. I don't know. But I was like, I know I've heard the species a million times because I listened to Star Wars Minute. What is it? Twi'lek. Oh, yes. Okay. And I remember, wasn't she, like, the Twi'lek is like the thing that danced around Jabba's. Um, oh, no, I'm cutting in front of a car. Wasn't, like, the woman who danced in front of uh, Jabba at the, in the Jedi movie? The return of, not the last. I, you can't just say Jedi anymore. 
we're talking about Star Wars movies. I mean, I guess that's, you know, a couple of years ago, but still, I just thought of it now. Um, so she obviously has a history with the Mandalorian. Mandal- Mando doesn't know these, oh my God, are you kidding me? I just pulled onto Route 28 in Salem, New Hampshire, and there is a giant, um, stupid uh, traffic jam because of Popeye's friggin' chicken and the stupid Popeye's friggin' yeah, you can come out because you're not a stupid person looking for a chicken sandwich. These dummies are in line. The line of cars is out onto the street because of these fools. Like, you're all stupid. It's a stupid chicken sandwich. Anyway, where was I? So he, um, this Twilight woman who I recognized the actress from, like, Harry Potter. She was Tonks. She was in Game of Thrones. She did a bunch of different things. Um, her I recognized right away. I was like, wait, I know who that is. Uh, so she's all purple. And here's the job. There's a prisoner. They used to work with him. And they need to go break her out. Now, this woman had a history with Mando that we don't know about. We don't know if it was romantic or not. Um, seemed that she was alluding to it, but um, they didn't really get to it. And even the main guy, he was like, oh, we used to do these jobs. And it was wild. And Mando's like, that was a long time ago. Because uh, he never really raises his voice. He's very even keeled. I don't know if that is the way, but it is the way with him. So here's the job. They need to land on this uh, this space prison and break out a guy. Easy peasy, right? Well, it is uh, a New Republic ship. I almost said Imperial, but there is no Empire. It's the New Republic. The New Republic, I guess, are the good guys, right? Now that they took over from the Empire, I'm seeming, based on what I saw in this episode, the New Republic are the good guys. That's what I'm going to go with. So, and we'll get there. So, um, the job is to, you know, get on this, uh, land on this prison ship. I'm trying to drive and talk Star Wars at the same time. It is, it is my burden, but I, I accept it. Land on the ship, break in, break the dude out, head out. I thought it was going to be like a train, like we saw in the solo movie, which I really would have thought was cool. Cause it's like, oh, it's an old fashioned Western train robbery. But this is an old-fashioned Western prison break. Um, the They don't say who the prisoner is. It's just someone who worked with them. It's an old colleague that they want to get back in the uh, in their good graces. So there are four of them, and the fifth person is a robot, a droid named Zero. And we know the Mandalorian does not like droids. In fact, it's well-known because they said, here's the good thing. This, uh, this New Republic prison is um, is droids only. And we know how much you hate the droids, Mando. So you don't have to worry about it. You just go in there, shooting droids, not a big deal. And um, But when Mando heard it was a New Republic ship, he's like, your buddy wasn't taken hostage. He wasn't. He's not um, kidnapped. He was arrested. And the, the main guy, Mark Boone, was like, what's the difference? You know, they're like, they're, as far as the illegal people, like the uh, criminals are concerned, he's been taken. Sure, he's been arrested, but he's been taken. You know, I'm turning into a parking lot right now that has, um, I'm going to PetSmart to get dog food. And this parking lot is loaded because it's also a Best Buy. And it's also uh, like the week before Christmas. Maybe this wasn't a good idea, but my little puppy needs, um, she needs dog food. And uh, she comes first, don't you? Yeah, she runs the house. 
So we got a droid. We got, uh, and the droid is played by a guy that I recognize. He was in IT Crowd, um, Richard Okoyo, something like that. I don't know, British guy, um, who I, you know, we don't we don't ever see his face. He's under a, a droid we've never seen before. This droid is very, very human. In other words, like his motions were human. He wasn't as stiff as you'd see like three PO. He had big bulging eyes that reminded me of something from Solo, I want to say, or Rogue One. I've seen something like that before. Um, but the droid is on the ship already testing things out, making sure that he can run things. Because, oh, Mando, this is your ship, but you don't get to fly it. Uh, Zero, that's the name of the droid. Zero, he's you know much faster, much better pilot. He's going to be driving. He's going to be flying the ship. So he goes on the ship, and while he's testing out, you know, that he can do it, he can test the communications, that he can do all the, um, you know, the navigation, all that stuff, he turns on and activates a, um, come on, you can go. Yep, you're welcome. He turns on, and uh, you're welcome too, and activates, um, I'm in the parking lot now, a communication from our buddy Apollo Creed. Uh, who I don't know his name. I'm just going to call him... I, w- I would love to call him Space Apollo Creed. Uh, but he is... Carl Weathers. And there's no way that's a parking space. Oh, I guess it is. That is ridiculous. Um, so, and it's the Mando talking about the original job for the child, for the baby Yoda. And, you know, he it's the, the communication's spotty because there's it's still issues from him being shot at, you know, a couple episodes ago. Um, so the communication spotty. And he doesn't quite get it all, but he's interested. He's like, hmm, what is going on here? There's some, there's something interesting here, intriguing. He doesn't say what it is. Okay, girl, can, can you move your car? You dopey, dopey person. I don't have um, patience for dopey people. This parking lot is so jammed. All I want is to get dog food for my dog. I'm not going Christmas shopping. I'm going to park where I didn't even know cars... I didn't even know there were spaces back here. I'm parking behind the effing mall. Whatever this is. Like, what? where am I? I'm sorry about the language, but I can't park back here. This woman's going to walk right in front of me. I'm going to run her over. I'm going to run someone over. Like, she doesn't care. She doesn't even look. Okay. Yeah, sure. Just just walk. You're, you're a terrible person, and I wish terrible things upon you. Okay. So, apparently, I'm, there's, a, there's a parking lot behind this little strip mall. It's got picnic tables and all kinds of stuff uh, that I didn't know existed. But I'm here, and... Like there's the woods, and this is crazy. This is more dangerous than the Mandalorian. So, this is a good time to take a break. Um, so, where are we? Let's talk about where we are. Mando landed with his friend, landed at his old uh, associate, I won't call him a friend, who seems to run a mercenary station. They brought him in. They, they agreed to take him in uh, and to give him a job. But the thing is, they need him and his ship to go on this job. The job includes the Bostonian, the Devalorium, the Twi'lek, and a robot. And um, the Bostonian is Bill Burr. He's not a Bostonian, but that sounds—it almost sounds Star Warsian. So that's why I'm going to call him that. 
and he seems kind of like um, a hothead. And Mark Boone was like, "Oh, he was a you got he was a good guy. He was a um, an imperial uh, sharpshooter." And okay, we're going. And uh, he's like, "I wasn't no stormtrooper." Um, so, but he worked for the Empire. He was an imperial storm sh- sharpshooter, so he probably was a stormtrooper. And they're about to leave to go pick up a prisoner, quote unquote, who was arrested uh, using Mando's ship, along with the devil person, the Twi'lek the Bostonian, the robot, the Mandalorian, and there's someone else on board the ship that only the Mandalorian knows about. Um, the robot, the droid, seemed to almost hear the communication of Carl Weathers and thinks, hmm, what is that all about? Interesting. Something about the guild? What is happening? Hmm. And they know that, if, that something's not quite right with the guild um, and Mando. Why else would he be with them? Why else would he be hiding? And um, there's a history with Mando and the Twilight Woman that um, we don't go very deep into, but there's something there because the Mando was associates with them a long time ago in this galaxy far, far away. And while I head in now to get dog food for my little beagle, I'm going to take this moment for you to listen to today's great sponsor. Oh, what a wonderful sponsor. Don't you agree? So here's the good news. Um, where are my car keys? Hmm. I'm in the car, so I obviously have them. Up oh, there they are. In the last pocket, you always check. So I got my dog the dog food. Got her uh, her treats. She was low on them. And I also got her a tiny little gingerbread doll for three bucks because... I'm that kind of person. So they also had pictures with Santa for free. I didn't know that was going to happen. And, um, yeah, she did not want to really be on Santa's lap. But I took as many pictures as I could. I mean, this was probably like a 22-year-old girl dressed as Santa and had this beagle on her lap that was squiggly and squealing and slippery. It was uh, pretty funny. Uh, I should post some of the pictures on Twitter, at Geek Mentality on Twitter. So where was I? Where was I? Oh, yes. Mando and his gang of um, no-gooders. No-gooders? Do-gooders? No-gooders. This parking lot is ridiculous right now. So they're they're leaving. They're heading off to uh, get to that prison ship. And it leaves us all a little time for them to bond. Or at least be stuck in this tin can together. Because bonding really isn't what happened. Um, if, you, if you hear pausing in my talking, it's because I'm concentrating and not trying to run over people. Um, because, really, it's the holiday season. I don't want to strike anyone with my automobile. So on the ship, um, we see them kind of like... You know, dealing. Mando looks in at zero. Um, he notices. Actually, he doesn't see that he was talking about, um, or that he was looking at the communication from um, Apollo Creed. So he just kind of heads downstairs where the rest of them are, and it, we got the little, the devil, the little, the giant devil guy, uh, kind of snooping around, looking at uh, weapons and stuff. And Mando comes down and puts an end to that pretty quick. Stops that right away. 
Uh, and they got a little bit, got to talking about um, the Mando. And, you know, what, 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 why do we even have you here? Oh, because Mandalorians are supposed to be the, the, uh, the greatest warriors in the galaxy. What makes you so great? Um, and they make fun of them. Uh, the woman, the Twilight woman, makes fun of him, saying, like, you know, she doesn't, like, um, oh, he doesn't even take off his mask, or I would never tell, that is the way. She Like, she knows the history of the Mandalorians, and she's making fun of them. Um, the, yes, you can go, um, I was going to call her young lady. I mean, she's in her 70s, but I'll still call her young lady. You can go, young lady. Yeah, very nice. This parking lot is crazy. They don't seem to be impressed with this Mandalorian at all. And um, she's making... There was a quick pause there because my wife just called me. Um, look, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, the magic of uh, podcasting. If it seemed weird, like there was a weird cut, it's because there was a weird cut. But, um, yeah, they don't They don't like the fact that... Uh, they. I think they find him pompous. I think they find the idea of Mandalorians pompous. Oh, they don't take their mask. Have you ever seen them with the mask off? Oh, I would never tell. Why'd you take your mask off there? Uh, have a little trust, huh? What, what are you? And and uh, here's a big one. So uh, uh, Bill Burr says, "What are you, uh, a Gungan? You don't me so want to see my head?" Yes, he's talking about Jar Jar Binks race. That is the. Um, I don't think we ever heard of Gungans uh, since the original trilogy. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the orig- original trilogy at the end. Not the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy. I'm going to talk about them at the end um, because I'm, I'm still watching. But he's like, Miso, Miso, like he's making fun of the, the Gungans. He's like, come on, let's take your mask off, let's helmet off there. Um, and uh, the Clancy Brown devil is uh, like, I will take your helmet off. And he goes to take his helmet off. But um, that, at that point, the, the droid is like, we're landing, we're here, we're, t- we're coming out of uh, hyperspeed. Um, and like all these things he's saying very scientific like he's not giving them any help because you know like he's a robot and he's like we're stopping so we're stopping like he doesn't say brace for impact anything like that and so they kind of jostle around and while they're jostling around they hit a um, a button and up opens um, the uh, Baby Yoda. I think I have some of this out of order. And then they see Baby Yoda and Bill Burr's like, what the hell is that? They didn't know what it was. They apparently, you know, the, I'm guessing the Jedi were such a lost race that, you know, I mean, Luke didn't know what Yoda was when he saw him. There wasn't many of this race. This one is 50 years old, so he was around during the entire Star Wars um, original trilogy. But where, we don't know. Uh, but they don't know about the force too. You know, there's that thing, uh, where remember Mando didn't quite understand what happened when baby Yoda, uh, used the force because again, this is like a different part of the galaxy and the force is something the Jedi have some old myth, but it's all true. All of it, the force, the Jedi, it's all true. I'm going to run my wipers a little getting foggy out there. Um, so this is when like the ship kind of jostles and they fall down on the ground. Baby Yoda falls too, and I'm all nervous, but he's 50 years old. I think he can handle himself a bit. And um, the, Mando, the Mando picks him up, and they're like, um, what is he, your pet? He's like, something like that. 
puts him back in. He goes, we have a job to do. Let's go do the job. They couple. They do a coupling, which means um, it must be like a like a specific format to couple any ship to any ship. Because this thing, like, like sucks right to this coupling where they can lock in and go from ship to ship. Uh, Mando pulls out some sort of cool, um, like, lock-breaking device that scrambles the code and lets them in. They, and once they get on the uh, ship, it really had that look of old Star Wars, like something from the Empire, something from like even the like the first shot of like Star Wars where we're on the ship and Princess Leia is trying to get away. It just reminded me of that. This is um, you know this is during only a little few years after that time, so it makes sense that the ships have this style, even though this is now the New Republic. They're still using old vessels, I'm assuming. Um, because they weren't all taken away. So they go, um, the Bostonian goes first, Bill Burr, he goes down, then um, the de- then the Twi'lek, the Devil, and then lastly, uh, the Mando. And uh, the robot stays with the ship. He stays with the ship, and uh, he, because he found the curious communication, he keeps working on trying to hear that and listen to that. I'm now driving past that Popeye's chicken again, and I am just, I am terribly upset with how dumb these people are. Like, who cares that much about a chicken sandwich? Like, I don't know how good, if it's the greatest fast food chicken sandwich ever, that means it is marginally better than the worst fast food chicken sandwich ever. Okay? Can we just, can we, can we get an agreement on that, please? Um, Where was I? Oh, so they get onto the vessel, the vessel, and uh, now it's ca- it's time for them to track down their um, their prisoner that they need to uh, free. But the problem is, there are robots, there are droids on the ship, and they encounter a few droids right away. Bang, bang, bang! Laser, laser shooting! Bing, 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 bang, boom! Um, and Bill Burr is like, hey. I parked the car over there in Harvard Yard. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, he's like, where, oh, where, come on, Mando, where are you? Oh, he, he left. Of course, typical. I knew it. Like, they couldn't trust him. Mando gets up, walks around behind them, takes out all the robots. Boom, chong, chong, boom, biting, shooting. He didn't bite them. He fought them. He shot them. Um, and he took them all out. And they're like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Let's go. So they're making their way more. Uh, at one point, they just keep running to little robots. It's one of those little, like, little tiny remote control car robot looking things. Um, there are these big floating robots that the devil guy took care of. And uh, I'm sure I'm out of order, but they end up, they need to go to this area where they can lock in and open up the door for the guy they need to save. Um, and they go to the area and zero the robot is like wait there is um something there's a life form behind there he's like i don't care open it up they open it up and there's one soldier on there now remember this now even though even if it was the empire soldier this guy is an evil this is the new republic okay this is what they took the empire at least is my understanding the pieces of the crumbling empire and they tried to rebuild it um i guess before the first order came in so I'm driving to a um, to go walk on a rail trail. 
I'm now literally at one end of the rail trail. I'm doing a roundabout to go to the other end of the rail trail and walk my dog. Look, this podcast isn't just about Star Wars. It's about me and my life and really just about Star Wars. Um, so they find this, this life form there. It's just a dude who is like, whoa, 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 stop the clock. What is going on here? And they're like, hey, buddy, nothing. You don't need to die. All you got to do is open up, let our prisoner out, and we'll leave. We'll leave. We'll, and you won't die. And he, that's what the Mandalorian's saying. And Bill Burr's like, what? What are you talking about? He was going to kill the guy. Um, and all of a sudden, we get like the classic Mexican standoff where Mando's got a gun on Bill Burr, who's got a gun on Mando, and he's got a gun on um, on this soldier. And the devil guy has a gun on the soldier and Mando. And Bill Burr has got a gun that comes out of his shoulder that shoots also. He's got a cool like like robot laser cannon on his on his, but it's not a cannon. It's just a it's just a gun, a blaster. Um, so there's a standoff, and you know the guy has a in his hand. He has a communication that if he presses that button, that that's going to alert um, some Republican um, ships, and they're going to be there, and they're going to take them all out and blast them all out of the sky at that point. Um, so they realize if you press that button, you're going to die, um, or we're going to die. And um, luckily. Well, not luckily. The guy doesn't... Oh, wait, does he press the button? He does press the button. So here's what happens. So um, he's standing there, the standoff, the standoff, and um, Tonks, the, the Twi'lek from Harry Potter, Tonks, she's like... Oh, she was also a wilding in Game of Thrones. She's like, how the hell with this? Takes one of her knives, because she's a knife-throwing lady, and um, takes the guy out. And they're like, whoa, what are, you, what are you doing? She's like, come on, you guys. Enough of this arguing. Let's go. And the Mando's just like... And but they look down, and the communication is beeping, beep 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 beep. There's like, was this beeping before? And then the robot on the ship is like, I have intercepted a communication. Oh, he's got an accent. I've intercepted a communication. You have 20 minutes to get off the ship. Oh, just enough time for for shit to go down and Mando to um, fix that. I swore. I apologize, but enough time for Mando to fix all that. So, what happens? Well. They are like, Mando looks down. He's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, he, I don't think he takes the, the little communication now. But what he does do is they're like, all right, let's go find our guy. So they, they're going through and they find their prison, prison guy. Um, and it's another Twi'lek. And uh, Mando knows him. And guess who else knows him? The Lady Twi'lek because they're brother and sister. So they open up the, uh, the door they get the guy out, and he's like, brother, sister. And she's like, Mando. Um, and he's like, hi, how, how, how you doing? It really it wasn't that exactly. But um, they, at this point, they're like, all right, let's get out of here. What do they do? They double-cross Mando, kick his butt right into the prison, close the door, and he's like, sorry, dude. See you next time, buddy. Leave him there. And my first thought, my only thought, was for Baby Yoda. I said, oh, my God. The rest of the series is going to be him trying to get back to Baby Yoda. They stole the ship. They're going to steal my, my, my Baby Yoda. And, oh, my goodness, is that little boy going to be okay? That little 50-year-old boy, is he going to be okay? I don't know why I'm worried. Uh, so the so they're, like, hugging and everything. And they're making their way. Let's get off this ship. We have 15 minutes to get off the ship. There's robots they got to fight. 
but what, they still have to fight their way off the ship. It's not just quickly done and done. Meantime, Mando uses the grappling hook on his arm, grabs one of the, the robot soldiers, doesn't ch- looks like he's choking him, but it, it's a robot. So drags him over, grabs his arm, pulls his arm in, takes his blaster, shoots the man, shoots the robot, kills him, then uses the arm, uh, the little controller on the arm, to uh, unlock the door. And the Mandalorian is free. Mandalorian is free, and now he is on this ship with those people. He heads back to the control room, and he starts pressing all these buttons. He starts closing all the doors and really just giving them less and less room to get to. He starts separating them. They're apart from each other. So now the um, Bill Burr is with the, uh, with the, the Twi'lek, and the devil is with the female Twi'lek, right? I think. And um, the Mandalorian is after them. And he did this. I think it's at this point he looks at the little controller and he's like, hmm, what would I do with this? Uh, we don't know until the very end. So he starts separating them. And at one point, the devil shows up. So the devil and the, and the, twi- and the female Twi'lek get separated. The devil dude shows up. And, man, and he is strong and beating the crap out of Mando. And he's like, let's see what's under your helmet. Almost gets it off. And then Mando be- punches him off, closes the door. And you think they chopped his head off. Nope. The door, he picks the door up. Um, and like, oh, man. And then, boom, he, he, Mando closes another door that I thought would like chopped him in half the long ways. But I think just kind of knocked him out or, or something or trapped him in there. I'm not sure exactly. But um, devil out of the picture. Then, uh, while this is going on, the, the male Twi'lek is like, you've got to get me back. You've got to get me back to that ship. Uh, whatever they're paying you, I'll make sure you get triple. He's like, what about the others? He's like, I don't care. He's like, oh, some family. He's got a sister. And he doesn't care about his sister. He just wants to get out of there. And um, he, uh, so he separated. Bill, Bill Burr is separated. And the female Twi'lek is separated. Next, we see the Mandalorian going after the female Twi'lek. Uh, there's some knife throwing, and then at the last moment, Mandalorian, of course, uh, succeeds and's got a knife right to this woman's throat. And then later, the the coolest visual of the episode is this light. These lights are flashing, and Bill Burr is standing there, and the lights are flashing. It goes dark. When it comes back, you see the Mandalorian behind him, far away. It goes dark. When it comes back, he's closer. It goes dark. When it comes back, he's not there. Bill Burr turns at the last second, and behind him, uh, he's like, "Oh no!" And we don't see what happens there. Then at the last, then the Mandalorian finally tracks down the Twi'lek, the prisoner from from the beginning. He's like, "Listen, Mando, this was the job. I don't care about the others. You still are paid to do a job. If you want to get paid, you know this is how it's done. You could still return me and get me out of here. That's all you have to do, and we can go now." Now, while this is all going on, that robot is on the ship with Baby Yoda, and he saw the transmission, and he thinks this thing. Is, the, is pretty important, and he wants to capture it for himself. So we see Baby Yoda, um, like, looking. We see him... We see, we, this was the best, because we see Baby Yoda uh, teasing. Not teasing, like uh, eavesdropping on the guy, and then hiding. And then we see the little... We never see him running, but we do see him, uh, like, hiding behind counters and peeking out. And this robot... 
is looking for him, looking for him, finally tracks him down, gets right in his face, about to shoot him, or, or like stares at him, and then Baby Yoda does the same thing he did before with the Force, like lifts his hands, and I'm like, oh my God, here it comes. He's going to use the Force. He's going to use the Force. And then, boom, the robot explodes, and the Baby Yoda looks at his hands like, did I do that? Nope. Mando's right behind him on the ship, blew the guy away. So my thinking is, oh, cool. He, he took them all out. Mando got away. They head back to our buddy uh, Mark Boone's mercenary space station. And at that moment, you see, oh, Mando did the job. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. He brought back the, um, the guy, and Mark Boone's like, where are the others? And Mandalorian said, you said no questions asked. He's like, that's true. I did say that. No questions asked. Here's your payment. Uh, was, you know, maybe we'll see each other again. And Mando gets in his ship, takes off with Baby Yoda. And then the uh, Mark Boone looks, turns around and says, all right, kill him. And this spaceship comes up. And while this, this little, this little like, speeder rocket fighter pilot fighter ship comes up, they're going to shoot this guy out. Or maybe the the Twilight is going to fly it. They're going to go kill Mandalorian so that there's no trace of them. They don't know where they are. Um, but then the Twilight's like, What's, what is that beeping? What's going on? I thought, oh, Mando planted a bomb on him. Nope. Mando planted the tracker on him. The tracker that leads all the way back to the, to the New Republic. So what happens? Excuse me. I'm trying to shut my car off. The New Republic... X-Wings show up. There's like three X-Wings show up and like, oh, is that the tracker? Yep, that's the tracker right there. That's where, They were very nonchalant. They let um, the Mandalorian go right by him. Uh, maybe he had a disguise. Maybe he was scrambled. I don't know, but they let him. No, you could see him. But they didn't care about that ship. All they cared about was the tracker. They're like, oh. like Maybe, maybe by the time they got their bearings, Mando had already gone by him. I don't know. But they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a, uh, looks like a uh, mercenary spaceship there. Oh, is that a gunner ship? Yep, that's a gunner ship. Let's take them out. And then bang, 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 they they take this mercenary space station out. I'm assuming it, the whole thing didn't explode, but I'm assuming the, those two guys are dead and we never see, see them again. Then we cut back to that prison. And guess what? Mando didn't kill any of them. He locked them all in a prison cell, and now the the New Republic people are going to find are either either they're going to be stuck in that prison, or the New Republic are going to find them and try them and put them in other prisons. Uh, but Mando got away, Baby Yoda got away, and uh, he takes the little the little ball off the shift, and he looks at the little Baby Yoda, and he's like, "I told you it was a bad idea." Hands the um, the little ball to Baby Yoda, and they fly off into the distance. Um, maybe it ended with them, the, the people in prison. Either way, another great episode of The Mandalorian. A lot of cool Star Wars things. We got Gungan talk. We got that people know about The Mandalorian. This is the way, and they laugh at it. They don't, they don't know what a Yoda is. Nobody seems to know what a Yoda is. Um, Baby Yoda thought maybe the Force was stronger than him than it was, or he thought, I don't know, it was very cool. Um, hopefully the robot didn't transfer any information out about the bounty or the baby Yoda. Uh, but it seems highly unlikely he would have transferred it back to Mark Boone, who was busy getting exploded at the end. Um, so geez, I think that was it. Um, it, not a lot of like, uh, there, there was some exposition as far as like 
the 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 Twi'lek was talking about how he worked a job with um, with Mando, and she's like, "Oh, tell him about what you did on that ship, on that job." He's like, "Oh, it's a long time ago. I did what I had to do." She's like, "You enjoyed it, so maybe it was killing people. I don't know. Maybe it was killing droids. I don't know." Um, but we know the Mando doesn't like droids. It's like B.A. Baracus doesn't like flying or Indiana Jones doesn't like snakes. The Mando doesn't like droids. Um, and I feel like that was most of everything. Not a lot, not a lot of like um, overall overarching story. Um, no bookends that kind of brought the story, the big story uh, in. So really this was just a nice uh, not a bottle episode as far as in one location, but it was a it's a standalone episode. Oh, my doggy, you want to walk? Do you want to walk? Say something. Come on, there's dozens of people waiting. Nothing? Okay, really quick, I want to talk to you about um, the prequels or the Star Wars rewatch that I'm doing. I finished Attack of the Clones, and I am, um, I think I have like, I'm halfway through Revenge of the Sith. Um, I just got to the part where uh, the where Palpatine and Mace Windu fight. And that might be some of the worst, and that guy is a pretty good actor, but that is some of the, I think, maybe I'm clouded, um, but that is some of the worst acting. Some of the worst like makeup effects, some of the worst dialogue. You know, he's like, no, girl, no. Then he's like, unlimited power. And his face starts turning into like a perfect plastic version of, like a younger version of what he becomes in the, in the, in the, in Empire, I think. Um, of course, it's all, he looked a little different than what he did in the original Star Wars. Or was it Empire? There's an old one where they show like the Emperor, but it's a weird, it's not the Emperor we end up seeing. They probably changed that. In, pre- in in other versions, but um, Anakin also like I don't believe the lines. He looks good, like the scar on his face, the hair, uh, the, some of the looks in his eyes. But when he starts opening his eye, like at one point he's like, he said like I don't, um, like it almost like he read um right on the right on the script. It just didn't believe. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And I don't understand. Like he's he really the main reason he wants to kind of look at the dark side is because he feels the Jedi aren't telling him everything, and well the Jedi are stupid and he feels like there is like this power to save Padme, but like Padme's not sick, dude. Um, like maybe she does maybe she dies in childbirth anyway. I don't know. Um, like but it felt like she died because she was so stressed out because of what happened to you, you dummy. Um, and this whole thing is like, I will help you save Padme. Like, what? Like, okay, I'd be great if someone could save my wife. I, I don't know if I'm going to turn evil to save my wife from something that I that I that isn't even like going to happen. But I guess it does happen. So maybe he saw the future, and that's why I guess because Jedi's can see the future. I don't know. Um, that I, that was like, I'm like, what? Wait, that, he just went from like. I'm a cute little kid, yippee, to I wish I had more responsibility to I, but I love you. And when in, in Attack of the Clones, when she says, I love you to him, I'm like, how the hell did that happen? That didn't make no sense. Um, but the main thing I wanted to say is there are like, okay, the special effects. This movie is in 2005. 
So from 2005 to 2019 is light years in digital effects, where a TV show looks better than a big-budget movie now. Uh, but what I don't understand is, yes, some of these ships are polished and new because this is the height of the uh, original Republic. Um, but what isn't, what doesn't make sense to me is there are so many ships, so many species, so many types of robots in this original trilogy that we never see again, right? Like, in sequels, they bring out new things. Like, oh, these are new things. But when you bring out so many new things in prequels that are not in the future versions at all, it's just, I feel, I don't want to say dumb or just, like, not planned out great. Like, a couple things. Oh, that oh, I didn't know that. And then they were di- they were killed off, and that's why we never hear from them again. Like they talk about, oh, the droids. They mind wipe the droids. They memory wipe them. Okay, that makes sense. Now the droids don't remember things in the future. But you think Darth Vader would rem- would look at C three PO and say, "Didn't didn't I create you? You look familiar." And then of course, wouldn't uh, Obi Wan say? Wow, I had a lot of adventures with these droids, and now they're showed up at some young farm boy's house. Oh, this is getting a little. This is getting a little creepy. This is a little. Uh, I'm getting suspicious here. And then, of course, there's the. Um, oh, there was a third one. I had it and I lost it. Oh well. Wait. Oh, of course. Why would you know if you're really going to hide? Why would you keep Kenobi as your name and Skywalker as your name? Like, okay, we'll we'll. Um, call you um, Organa but you we're going to keep we're going to keep the name Skywalker and luckily Obi-Wan's nearby to watch you right that's what they said oh that's why Obi-Wan's there to watch over the Skywalker boy but you know they did they did keep Harry Potter's name and hide him but there was a little magic involved to keep him from the 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 dark lord I am uh, I'm losing my mind I'm getting excited um, because Next week at this time, we will have seen um, The Rise of Skywalker. I don't even know if my friend has tickets yet. I'm going to beat the crap out of my well, I can't, but I, I'm going to slap him right across the face and then run um, if he doesn't get tickets. Oh, boy, I'm so excited. So here's the deal. Next week, The Mandalorian is on a Wednesday night. Okay, that's the beginning uh, well, it's not technically the beginning of my vacation, but it's like the unofficial beginning of my vacation because I'm going to be working from home Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I'm definitely going to be doing an episode on Wednesday about The Mandalorian. And uh, I'm going to, so look for that on the 18th. And then I might do a special little side episode um, about uh, the. The Rise of Skywalker that I'm going to put here and on my Geek Mentality podcast. And then the following week is the last episode, and we are done. Can you believe it? I think. Am I right? There's only eight episodes? I don't know. You'd think a guy doing a podcast about a show would know these things. Uh, I'm at the dog park, or I'm at the rail trail. I'm going to walk my dog. Really great episode of Mandalorian. I am so into this show. Each one builds a little character, gives me a little story, but gives me my own little adventures. So you could you could have watched this episode out of order, and it would have been totally cool for the most part. But um, why would you do that? That's not the way people are now. We watch shows in order. And this was episode six, and I'm really excited, and I can't wait to see episode seven. Uh, 
Um, and then episode nine, if you catch my drift. So may the force be with you. And until next week, my friends. Oh, wait. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. And now, until next week, I have spoken. I have spoken. Fans, not experts.